0: Hello and happy Wednesday to you. We pray that you and your family are doing well. Remember that Jesus is in total control of all the things that we're facing today. The Lord has the last say, so we just trust in Him and and wait for Him to work everything out. We praise God for that. Second Corinthians chapter one, and this is an interesting text. Paul writing to the his second letter to the Corinthians says, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 2, blessed be the God, even the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ and the God of all mercies and the God of all comfort. The Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort. And then Paul begins to elaborate who comforts us in all of our tribulation. The is the Greek word that we may be able to comfort those that are in any trouble with the same comfort that God comforted us. Now, that's that's very interesting that we are to comfort others with the same comfort we get from God, meaning we are not to criticize, we're not to judge, we're not to uh, be unforgiving. The same comfort that God comforts us with, he wants us to comfort someone else with, but more importantly, he's dealing with the subject of suffering, the suffering of Christ, amen, that as we abound in the suffering of Christ, we will also abound in the glory uh, of Christ. But it's something in this text that's a hidden treasure. Paul gives us three reasons why we suffer as, as believers in Christ. We're not always suffering as a payback. We're not always suffering because we have sinned. We're not always suffering because uh, we live lives of uh fate. No, there are some reasons God permits suffering, and they're in this text. And, and what Paul begins to do in verse 9 is tell us the first reason why we suffer. Born-again believers, he says, but we had the sentence... Of death in ourselves, that is that they were going through so much suffering, so much pain, emotional, psychological pain, so many adversities from adversaries, so so many hindrances from Satan. We had the sentence of death in ourselves. Now, here's the first reason we suffer that we should not trust in ourselves. Boy, that's a mouthful. God at times allows trouble to come into our lives for learning purposes, to teach us to lose all faith in ourselves. Not faith in God, in ourselves. Now, it's good to have confidence in yourself. It's good to have a strong self-esteem. It's good to to, uh, you know, stand and say, well, you know what? I, I believe this and that. But he says, don't trust in yourselves. Trust in God. So the first reason in verse nine of chapter one of second Corinthians one in the context of suffering and com- comfort is that so that we wouldn't, should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raises the dead that in conflict, in adversity, We are not to trust our wisdom, our knowledge, our degrees. We're not to trust our experience in life. We're not to trust in our pride. We're to trust in God. Now, trusting in God during this time of trials, tribulations, and attacks is not always easy. Lord, I'm I'm standing because I'm depending on you. Lord, I refuse to fold because my faith is in you. I know you're coming through. I know you're allowing this for my good and your glory. You've got to repeat the promises. you got to understand purpose, the purposes of God that we would trust in God and not ourselves. Now, I cannot sit here and enumerate how many times I trusted in myself. With all of my worldly experience and my experience as pastor, my experience in, in at being saved in the church, my experience walking with God, uh, the temptation is, no, I, I, I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've done it. And then when conflict comes, when problems come, when adversity comes, we turn God off and we come up with our own vision. Here's what I need to do. So God at times will send tribulation, and trouble so that we will learn not to trust in ourselves. Trusting in yourself is the worst thing that you and I can do. We need to trust in God, trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, with all thine heart and lean not, here it is, to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Well, how do we know when we're trusting in ourselves, you crash? How do we know when we trust in ourselves, No peace. How do we know when we trust in ourselves is confusion. When you're trusting in God, you don't walk away with a total answer to everything. For faith is the sub- substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you're trusting in God, you're just placing trust in him, not knowing what he's going to do, not knowing what vehicle he's going to uh, have us go through, not knowing the outcome. Trust in God that we would not trust in ourselves. Even when you feel you're right. Even when you feel that you're not making a mistake in the way you're going. No, abandon self. Give God the priority. Give God the preference. Give God the trans, the transference. Give God the trust. Lord, uh, I'm in a troubled marriage. I'm trusting you to work out this marriage. I'm, Lord, my children are wayward. I'm trusting you to bring them in, save them, bring them back home. Lord, amen. I got money problems. I got mind problems. I got health problems. Lord, I'm not trusting in myself. I'm trusting in you, the God of the universe, to bring help and healing to my soul. So the first reason, verse 9, is that we would not trust in ourselves but in God, and then the second reason is, amen, uh, Paul, Paul begins to deal with this matter of verse 10, amen, which leads into verse 11, and verse 11, uh, begins to lay out what Paul is saying in this matter of trust. He says verse 11, ye listen, ye also helping together by prayer for us that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons thanks may be given by many on our behalf. The the second reason is to learn to give thanks in everything. Now for I'm not thanking God for my house burning up, but after the house has burned down, I'm thanking God in it. Play those prepositions, in it now for in it in everything first thessalonians five give thanks so so for so paul and that that's a learning situation where when conflict and and contrariness and things come in to wreck us, that we learn listen. We learn in everything to give thanks, and we need to enumerate those thanks. Lord, I'm giving you thanks for this trial. I'm giving you thanks for this tribulation. I'm giving you thanks for this tough time. I'm giving you thanks, amen, for this uh, area of difficulty. I'm giving you thanks. Give thanks in everything. That's a learning situation and and Paul said i've learned in whatever state i'm in to give thanks to to um whatever state i'm in to 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 thank him for his sufficiency very very interesting so we give thanks or god allows us to suffer so we won't trust ourselves god allows us to suffer so we learn to give thanks and i i have to be Honest, I don't thank God in everything. There's some things that just tick me off. Some things that mess me up. Some things that give me a headache. Some things I want to cut the TV off going to my victim's corner. Amen. Feel sorry for myself. Pat myself on the back. You tried. You tried. But God says, no, in everything, learn to give thanks. So when you despair of living... Amen, uh when you feel like giving up, praise God, uh, when you don't understand where the trouble is coming from, he says, know that God is trying to transfer trust from you to him. Amen, Lord, give me trust in in that verse nine, we had a sentence of death in ourselves that we were not trusting ourselves but in God. Uh, which raiseth the dead, who delivereth us, verse ten, from so great a death, and does deliver us, Amen. Whom we trust, let's listen to this: that He will deliver us. He's dealing with this trust, and then, of course, He's dealing, Amen, with prayer in this context. That trouble comes so we can learn how to pray. And that's in verse 11 as well, 11a. We, we, we got to, prayer is not informing God. Prayer is transf transferring to God our troubles and our, our triumphs and our things we like to see happen. We gotta, prayer, the general word for prayer is praise. We gotta praise God first. And this is in Philippians, praising first, Philippians 4, praising first. Then lay out your petitions, then thank him, amen, for what you've already prayed about. We got to learn to pray more and not promote ourselves, not promote our knowledge, not come up with the answer, not come up with a plan. How do you know God wants you to move? How do you know God wants you to date this person? How do you know God wants you to marry this person? How do you know God wants you to be at a certain job? You got to pray. And and, and as we pray in earnest, as we pray by faith, as we pray trusted in him and him alone, the peace of God, that's God's answer. The peace of God that passes all understanding will garnish, it will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is, God sends a peace when we're in his will. When we're fidgety and all over the place, we're not in the will of God. My peace I give to you, not as the world giveth give out unto you. Let not your hearts be agitated, troubled, John 14. Thou will keep him, Isaiah 26, 3, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him because he trusteth in him. So God allows suffering so we will not trust in ourselves. God allows suffering so we will pray specifically, praising him and praying and leaving it in his hands, and then third, God will allow trouble so we will learn in everything to give thanks. Let me tell you the peace that comes from giving thanks in everything. Think about it. Lord, thank you for this storm in my life. Thank thank you in the midst of this storm, not for, in the midst of the storm. Thank you in the midst of my troubled children. Thank you in the midst of my troubled marriage. Thank you in the midst of my troubled money. Thank you in the midst of of my troubled mind, my health, my lack of strength. Thank you in it. And I'm praying for you to do something about it. I need healing from the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. James 5 says, amen. If any of you lack faith, hallelujah. If any of you lack faith now, Amen. Go to the elders and let them pray. If you, if you need healing, let let the elders pray, and 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 the prayer of healing will come forth. And if any of you lack faith, let them ask of God. Listen to me, but look what he says. He says he mentions Elijah, who prayed that it would rain, and it rain It rained seven years, and then he prayed again, and stopped raining. And here's what James says about your prayer being. Born again, blood washed, blood born. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. We got to be like that woman. I'm not going to let you go, as Jacob said to God when he was wrestling with God. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. We got to have that kind of attitude. Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Or the woman who held on to his cloak. Uh, If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Is God teaching you a lesson tonight about transferring your troubles to him, trusting him and him alone? Or prayer, is he telling you you need to pray about everything? and not take for granted anything. Amen. You need to pray for your children, the grandchildren's future. Lord, fill them with the knowledge of your will, Colossians 1, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Give them your mindset. And then finally, in everything, Lord, help me to give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You do those three things, God has put you in a classroom of trouble, not trusting in yourselves, but trusting in him, Jesus, praying about everything and leaving it in the hands of the Lord. And then third, listen to this, in everything, say, thank you, Lord. God bless you. Jesus loves you. And I do too. Have a great day.